Hey there, literary fans, and welcome to Jeff Reads His Book. I am your host, Jeff Armstrong, and today we're going to be reading Chapter 6 of Bringing Balance, a book I wrote all by myself in a month. So thanks for joining us again, if you're coming back. Basically, I think a few weeks ago, I said that this podcast saw like 80 or 90 downloads, I think I may have way overestimated that download count. I think I'm closer to three, three or four. I went back and looked at like the uh, server logs to see how many times like the most recent episode was downloaded, and it's it's easily single digits or less. And yes, I meant less. We're yeah approaching zero on that. Uh, I I what are you gonna do? I don't cross promote this podcast. I'm just doing it for fun. Uh, This is basically a one-take podcast, although today this is my second try at an intro, but I only had recorded about a minute of it so far. I think in some of the earlier episodes, too, I have some work to do on, like, reading out loud. Like, when I listen to this, it is just not the best. Maybe you can tell from the intro and outro that I tend to talk kind of fast, trip over my words, crack my voice, etc. So when I try to read out loud, I try to keep that same pace going. So I get a little ahead of myself on sentences, and I kind of assume what I'm going to be reading. It doesn't work out so well, and I think I really do need to work on that. But where am I going to work on reading out loud? I'll tell you where, this podcast. So I'm thinking by episode 22, when we finish this book up, ooh, it's going to be smooth as silk. We'll see, though. I tend to doubt that, actually. Yeah. If you want to get in contact with us, uh, with us, with me, uh, you can go to my website, jeffreadshisbook.com, and there's some contact information right there for you. You can get me on email at jba at sdf.org. You can get me on Twitter at fortranjeff, all one word, no punctuation or underscores or slashes or whatever. Or you can reach me on Mastodon at jba at mastodon.sdf.org. So what else? Oh, I was going to point out. I have to look at my notes for a second. Yeah, when I was talking about the contact information, it was nice. I did a uh, Bing search. That's right. I use Bing, huh? Does anybody have a problem with that? I don't like to use Google sometimes on Firefox. I think... There was an article a while back, like years ago, where they said that Bing was using Google results to boost its results, like figure out what it should be showing you. It was using Google's results for the same search. And I remember a friend saying, why are you using Bing? You should use Google. I'm like, why would I do that? Because Google's using Bing's... Or why would I use Google when I could use Bing? Because they're obviously giving me Google's results, but they're using more information than Google because they're using Google plus other things to get that. I I think that makes sense, right? Maybe not. I think Bing actually might be the default search engine on Firefox. And so there we are. Where Yeah, so I search Bing. Google's a bunch of douchebags anyway, even though this podcast is available on Google. But they can go to hell. So anyway, I searched for this podcast on Bing and... 
Number one search result for Jeff Reads' book, jeffreadsbook.com. Pretty freaking awesome. I thought that was rad. Whenever you're first in a search result, even though I literally typed in the name of the podcast, you would think it would hit the right result. So I guess nobody's trying to advertise over Jeff Reads' book, you know, to steal listeners and what have you. Uh, if you want to follow along with this book, by the way, I don't think I mentioned that, you can always buy it. Uh, you can go to jeffreadsbook.com and I have a, a link to Amazon and you can pay them and they'll give me almost nothing and you can listen to this, you can read this sweet book as we read it online on the podcast. Anyway, that might have seemed like a lot of rambling because I really didn't have anything to say this This Yeah, it's this morning still, isn't it? No, it's afternoon. I can have a drink. Fantastic. Mm. So anyway, this afternoon, it's 12.02 right now, uh, we're going to be reading Chapter 6 of Bringing Balance. Uh, this is a six-page chapter, so it's another rather long one. I'm pretty excited about this one. I have been pointing out that five, six, maybe seven are going to be okay chapters. And chapter six, I did scan through it real quick. Yeah, this is a favorite. This might be my favorite chapter in the book. Maybe. I can't think of any other ones. Um, Anywho, it has a scene in it that I actually used as my example on the National Novel Writing Month website. Like when you're writing the book, you could like put a snippet from your book on the website so people could see it and just see what your, I guess, writing style is or how bad at writing you are. And so I put a segment from this, actually, as my example. So I must have thought it was pretty good. Um, one thing about it, though, is this was one of the f- few like pre-planned chapters. I knew what I wanted to have happen in this scene. I didn't, it, don't get me wrong, when I say pre-planned, it was in my head, but it wasn't like I made notes or an outline. That's madness. I mean, I only have a month to write a book, so I'm going to write it in a month. Who cares? So this one is a pretty good chapter because it's a little bit more thought out than some of the others or when I was just sitting trying to blast out 1,700 words in a day or or more and I didn't really care what the story was. I was just trying to hit a goal because... It was 11 o'clock at night, and I wanted to go to sleep, and I had to go to work tomorrow, and I had a meeting, so I couldn't actually type in this book at work without anybody knowing, like I wanted to, blah, blah, blah. So, chapter six. This is pretty solid. Uh, We're going to see our three main characters again, as you might expect. I think there's some foreshadowing of badness by the enemy in this one, maybe? So, we'll see. We'll see. It's pretty good. Anyway, uh, I don't think we have much else to say. Uh, There's been no contact or uh, anything incoming from fans of the show. And by fans of the show, I think I am referring to myself alone. So without much further ado, let's dive in to Chapter 6. So while I'm reading Chapter 6 today, I'm going to be sipping on a nice... Buffalo Trace on the rocks. Actually, this glass just came out of the dishwasher, so the ice already melted, which is kind of a bummer. I probably should be drinking the Buffalo Trace neat, because it's a little expensive, Buffalo Trace bourbon, but it's not, like, crazy expensive, I guess. I don't know. I really do like the taste of this one, though. I pointed out it's my favorite. I should have enough for two glasses this week. 
I think that that would be good. I mean, I always feel guilty when I switch to the expensive stuff. For a second drink, that's yeah, it's not so great. So let's start with a little sip of some bourbon. Mm. Oh yeah, that is the stuff. Hey, and it's afternoon too, right? Okay, and we'll just dive on into chapter six here. Mm. Margot pushed the horse hard that morning, riding away, and Aaron tightly clasped the slim waist of the rider as they crossed the fields north of the road they had fled from. Hey, big point in this sentence. Waste spelled correctly. Let's let's make a note of that right now. Huh? I gotta get the notepad out, sorry. We're gonna waste. We have it one. All right. So we'll see if we see it again. We might see it again. I think we'll see it again in this chapter. I, you know, I talked up how much I misspelled that word, but I haven't seen it yet, so it's kind of a bummer. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. Occasionally, Margot bent forward. Occasionally, Margot bent forward, and Aaron swore the woman had quietly whispered something to the horse. After those whisperings, the horse seemed to charge ahead with renewed energy. However, even after this short ride, Erin could tell that her legs and backside would be sore for days. Erin was terrified that Henry might not come back, for he was the only person she knew in this world, and she barely knew him at all. Is that a run-on sentence? It's got, yeah, it's, it's three sentences compounded. It's not good. He had been quite pleasant and helpful, save for last night's proceedings. I was feeling pretty pompous when I wrote this chapter, am I right? Let's start that. He had been quite pleasant and helpful, save for last night's proceedings, and she was genuinely concerned for him. The monsters had been awful. She was not sure how he'd ever escape. The only thing she could do now is wait with Henry's spurned lover. Wow, I was feeling mighty, mighty literate on that chapter. Oof. After riding for what seemed like forever to Aaron, a forest appeared on the horizon. The horse continued racing towards the trees. Surprising Aaron, Margot failed to rein in the horse at all as they reached the outlying trees, and the animal under her zigzagged through the thin pine forest at full speed. After only a minute or two within the trees, a clearing appeared on the shores of a small pond. Margot pulled back on the reins, and the beast obliged. The small pond appeared clear and calm, and the pine needles from the forest created a soft bed underfoot that extended almost to the water itself. Where they had stopped was an ancient boulder protruding from the ground. In different circumstances, the overall environment would have been soothing to Aaron. With some assistance from the female mage, Aaron was able to clamber down off the horse without actually falling. Margot first secured the reins to the saddle itself, then jumped to the ground. The black-haired woman walked in front of the horse. The horse, as if knowing what to do, bent his head down so that its ear was nearly by Margot's head. Margot then whispered again to the horse while rubbing its snout. Suddenly, the horse lifted its head, turned, and rode off back through the forest. 
I had to send him home, Margot said to Aaron in a depressed tone. I had to send him home, Margot said to Aaron in a depressed tone. She walked over to a lone log set back nearly to the trees and sat down, hanging her head with her elbows resting on her knees. Okay, all right. That makes sense, I guess. Will Henry be all right? Aaron asked, walking over to the woman. He'll be fine. He always is, she replied unconvincingly. He's one of the most powerful mages in this world. Henry? Aaron exclaimed, surprised. She found it odd that he had never mentioned any particular skills. Margot simply nodded. What do we do now? Aaron asked. We just have to wait. He'll come soon, Margot said, rubbing her hands together nervously. It was clear to Aaron that the other woman was concerned for Henry's safety like herself. But Aaron recognized that Margot's feelings went deeper than Aaron's. Ugh, I don't like that sentence. While she wanted to venture into conversation, she knew that the mage would be best left alone. For a while, she paced around the area where... For a while? Isn't a while one word? Well, it's not here. Does that count as a typo? I'll say it's a typo, because there's another one coming. Get ready. For a while, she paced around the area where the waited. Ugh. I think it's they waited. Examining the pond and watching the small fish flutter through the water and peering deeper into the pleasant-smelling trees, trying to find anything of interest. That sentence is a freaking mess. <laughs> okay. In the end, she walked over to sit next to Margot on the log and wait. When she did so, Margot had started eating an apple from a sack that Aaron guessed had been previously hidden in her cloak. Margot offered her an apple, and the two began their silent vigil. Hours later, the two heard footsteps in the woods. On the, on the pine needles? Seriously? Ugh. Margot stood first, and Aaron noted that she swept her right hand through the air in front of her. Though there seemed to be no effect. She turned back to Aaron, who had remained seated on the ground, now with he back against the log. Okay, let's try that again, but we'll get rid of the typo, huh? She turned back to Aaron, who had remained seated on the ground now with her back against the log, and raised a finger to her lips to signify silence. A figure appeared in the woods, walking towards the two women. As the figure grew closer, it stopped, glancing to both sides. It was clear from the profile that it was Henry. As he emerged from the woods, Margot leapt over the log and ran towards Henry, smiling. Aaron laughed when Henry's face revealed his own surprise as Margot threw herself into him, wrapping her arms around him. The scene was quite touching as Henry held the slim black-haired woman, closing his eyes and smiling. Aww. Margot pulled away. Sorry, sorry. Some weird noise in my house. That was kind of strange. I think we're good, though. All right. Margot pulled away from Henry and surprised even Aaron 
As Henry opened his eyes, he was greeted by Margot's right hand striking his cheek. The slap was so loud that even Aaron winced as it hit him. "'What the hell?' Henry exclaimed, rubbing his face. "'What were you thinking going there?' Margot shouted directly into his face. "'How was I supposed to know? Nobody said anything to me,' he yelled back. "'Oh, don't you blame me for your idiocy. You're not my responsibility!' Henry stared, fuming at Margot, and she returned his angry stare. "'It's stare twice. That's kind of lame. I should have used a different word there.' Aaron wondered how much longer the two would continue this fight when Margot simply spun around and marched back to the log to sit down. Aaron walked over to Henry, and the mage smiled kindly at her. "'Are you okay?' he asked. "'Yeah, I'm fine, just shaken up,' she responded. "'What about you?' "'I'm fine, just tired,' he said. "'Why don't we sit down to eat? I don't think we're going anywhere this evening.' Erin turned and walked back to Margot. Her eyebrows raised when she saw the assortment of food and a and jug of cider sitting on the ground in front of her. Where did all this come from? Erin asked in amazement. I had it with me, Margot responded as if it were obvious. Henry didn't seem phased at all by the sudden appearance of food. Instead, he grabbed one of the ceramic mugs and poured drinks for everyone. You'd think he would have grabbed all the ceramic mugs, right? Ceramics, I don't know. Mugs, ceram- I guess they wouldn't have solo cups. Margot handed Aaron a sandwich and tossed another to Henry, who sat on the ground facing the log. As they feasted on the food produced from nowhere, Aaron decided to satisfy you curiosity. What? All right, this one I'm not sure. This is a bad typo. I would assume her curiosity. As they feasted on the food produced from nowhere, Aaron decided to satisfy her. It has to be her curiosity, right? You curiosity. I love it. You're both mages, right? The two nodded. And you both... And you can both use magic to fight? Aaron nodded. Margaret... Okay, I'm reading this wrong. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You know what, it's just because this is a long chapter so far. You're both mages, right? The two nodded. And you can both use magic to fight? Henry nodded. Margot shrugged. What else can you do? Henry started. Well, magic can do almost anything, just like science. Personally, I can start a fire, levitate, move things around, some other minor things. Margot continued, I can do the same generally. I'm better at creating illusions, making things appear that aren't really there, hiding things, that kind of stuff. Some mages are more practical. Can you do psychic things? Aaron asked. Like read minds or tell the future? The two mages looked at each other, and Henry explained, Nobody can tell the future since it hasn't yet been decided. But reading minds is a dark art. If a mage tries to read your mind, it's like invading your soul. That's actually a typo. It's the wrong it's. Needs an apostrophe. He would have full access to all your thoughts and memories. And it hurts badly. Yes, never let anyone do that, Margot said. If someone tries to, they are an evil person. Aaron sat awkwardly after the mild scolding. 
That was a scolding. Oof. So Henry continued, But that probably won't happen to you. Most magic is harmless and delightful, so nothing to worry about. Didn't they just come from fighting some sort of magical monsters? It's mostly hard. Whatever. The three campers finished their meals, which were surprisingly plentiful, considering Margot didn't seem to carry so much as a bag with her. So what's the plan? Henry asked. You can both start by explaining what this is all about, Margot responded. They both turned to Aaron and waited. All right, Aaron started. I suppose this all started with my Aunt June, I guess. She used to be fun, always showing up dressed oddly and telling fantasy stories to me and my brother. I didn't know she had a brother. Look at that. One day, about three years ago, she met me on the street and gave me this. She said, showing... Oh, okay, I was gonna. I thought it was going to be the letter. I was going to get mad. <clears throat> she said, showing the two her necklace and pendant, and asked me to protect it for her. I never heard from her again until I got this letter that told me to find Henry. And then all this excitement began. Did your aunt ever talk about this place? Margot asked. Not directly, no. Margot frowned. Let me see the pendant, Margot said. As Aaron began to take it off, Margot raised her hand. No, no, no. Leave it on. There might be a need to keep it around your neck. Let's take this slow. Aaron walked over to Margot and sat down on the ground against the log next to her. She held up the pendant, and the mage took it gently in her fingers. Her frown returned. I don't know what this is, what it is, Margot said, dropping the large stone against Aaron's chest. Does it do anything? Henry asked. I think she would have mentioned it if it did, Margot responded. I think she would have mentioned it if it did, Margot responded sarcastically. Henry stared at Aaron, waiting for an answer, oblivious to the sarcasm. Nothing, the teenager said. It just looks nice, that's all. Who could we ask, Henry asked anyone who would listen. Margot tapped her lips and looked skyward and thought. It's hard to find someone trustworthy these days, Margot stated. After another pause, she spoke up. I think I know where Sir Roland lives. He would be able to help us. Henry groaned. Margot ignored him, turning instead to Aaron. He's a wide old mage. Oh, he's a wise old mage. He's not wide. He's wise. I didn't get that wrong. <clears throat> he's a wise old mage who used to live by the temple. He's in hiding as well, living just two days from here. He'll know what to do. That's some foreshadowing of the chapters to come, huh? Two days away. Fantastic. Aaron looked with concern at Henry, who was shaking his head. Is that a bad idea, she asked. Well, I think it is, Henry responded. He's a bit overwhelming. He's good at what he does, Margot said, scowling at Henry. He'll know what it is and where we should go. Henry just doesn't get along with him. No, I do not, he said definitively. Are you sure he's on our side? Margot rolled her eyes. Just because you don't like someone doesn't make them evil. Turning to Aaron, she patted the girl on the leg and said, We'll leave tomorrow. It'll all work out. Drinking break! Mm. 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 That was a long chapter. I need two drinks, I think. Ooh. 
This is, I kind of gurgled it on that. I got some bourbon up the nose. I think that makes you drunker faster. Mm. I still have to play a soccer game today after I drink all this. God damn. Oh, and if you're European, soccer is football. Anyway, so we had a drinking break. That was some dense text right there. A lot of dialogue. I like the dialogue. I think when I write, I kind of like the... I'm not saying it's good. I just like to write dialogue. Maybe I should start writing scripts, huh? Okay. I think National Novel Writing Month has like a... Like a script event? Like a mini event or something maybe during the year? I don't know. I get the feeling that there was like a nano screamo or some nonsense. Wait. Nay screamo? National Script Writing Month? <laughs> All right. Let's get started on this again. Here we go. <clears throat> what is your explanation for this? Asked the senior mage as he looked down at the head of the mage still trapped underground. Ah, remember that from last chapter? For new listeners, listen to episode five. He, he overpowered me, he exclaimed desperately. The three junior majors and their armed escorts laughed. Yes, I think that's quite clear. Why don't you explain a little better? How did it start? There were two at first, the mage and a younger girl. I, I don't know who they were. Then a woman in all black rode in on a horse and took the girl away. That's when the fighting started, he said frantically. I didn't read that very frantically. Can't you get me out of here, sir? Frederick, they'll be asking at the palace who did this, said one of the junior mages. Frederick, the senior mage, nodded. I thought Frederick was in the ground. Okay, so. The red-cloaked mage bent over the face... Okay. The red-cloaked mage bent over to face the buried mage. I'll just need to see who it was. Frederick produced an evil grin. Yes, sir, of course, the buried mage said the very... Yes, sir, of course, said the buried mage, who was now near tears. Ugh, what a baby. The senior mage reached out and placed his palm on his forehead. I think his forehead is the guy in the ground. Yeah. The buried mage instantly gritted his teeth, trying to hold back screams. When he failed, and seconds later... Ugh, okay, not when. He failed, and seconds later, he yelled in pain. His wailing continued for five seconds, until Frederick removed his hand, surprised. Who was it? one of the junior mages asked. Henry McCallum, he stated wide-eyed. The junior mages gasped. As Frederick led the other mages away, he snapped and pointed at the buried man, who continued to cry. And that ends chapter six. I think he snapped at the buried man like, hey, somebody unbury him, maybe. I don't think, there was no mention of shovels, so I guess they're going to use magic. There were a few other mages there, right? Well, what did you guys think, huh? That's chapter six. And uh, I hope everybody enjoyed that. So I thought that was a pretty good chapter today. Uh, We saw a few things about our characters that were a little different. I think that was a good character development chapter, right? Because we saw 
that Margot still apparently loves Henry, I'm going to say. I'm going to say still loves, right? She ran into his arms. He was smiling and grinning. But we also learned a few other things, like they have some deep-seated hatred for each other. Am I correct? I think when she slapped him, that didn't go well. And then they started a fight with themselves. And it looked like they fought a little bit more in the chapter when they were talking about this guy, Roland. So I, I think that was a good chapter. I, I'd say so. Erin uh, probably didn't receive as much attention as she should have. I think we learned that maybe she's a little nervous in this world since she only knows Henry and now this crazy person named Margot. I don't know what's going to happen in the next chapter, though. You know what? I'm not even going to glance at it till next week. I think that makes it more interesting for all of us, huh? Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger. That chapter, though, was freaking riddled with typos. There were so many, and I've completely lost track of how many at this point. I, yeah, there were small ones that you guys didn't get to hear. Like, I pointed out that apostrophe. There were some run-on sentences that were just out of control. And then the obvious typos. That, that one where it was you instead of her. How did I get that confused? Somebody must have been talking to me while I was banging away on that keyboard that day. I guess. Uh, this book is just so, so full of this garbage. But anyway, I mean, since we've moved through the story, it's time for discussion questions. I've got three of them today based on this chapter. So, first question. When Margot and Henry were reunited, Margot slapped him in the face. So my question is, is Margot a violent person? Ooh, or more importantly, is there domestic violence in this relationship? I'm not sure, but that was a big no-no hitting him. Am I right? Let's see. Okay, the second question is it was pointed out that Margot had food, but not a good explanation of where said food came from. That's fine. Okay, so she magically appeared some food or something. I actually know where the food's from, but we're going to wait on that, right? I think the question, though, really is, so one of the things they had for food was sandwiches. So did she have pre-prepared sandwiches that were magically appearing here? I don't know. Like, if she was hiding the food somewhere, right? Or or did she just manifest it out of thin air? I guess then it makes sense that there were sandwiches. If she, like, was hiding it somewhere, though, that would have meant that she would have had to make sandwiches before she went on this journey. So, what while she put her riding clothes on and that guy that she lived with saddled up the horse, she went and made sandwiches? I don't—that doesn't seem— reasonable at all she must have manifested them out of nowhere it the, the story didn't really imply that she was making them for each of them right it sounded like they just appeared from nowhere i don't know oh speaking of sandwiches i am hungry oh i all i've had to eat today well i had breakfast but what this is my second glass of buffalo trace bourbon and all i've had is a slice of bread baked my own bread you guys should try it it's fun all right that's a useless aside let's have a little drink here Mm. Mm. So the third question, we did hear a f another name this chapter. I already mentioned Roland, right? But the last person we heard about was Frederick. And I think he was not the person stuck in the ground, right? 
Yes, Frederick was the lead mage, I guess. It sounds like. I had to go back and look, right? As Frederick led the other mages away, he snapped and pointed at the buried man, who continued to cry. So, what do you guys think? Is Frederick going to make another appearance? I almost feel like he was just, I, I don't know, maybe... My fear is that I introduced a name just to make things a little more touchy-feely, but I don't know if he appears later on. He's definitely not a main character. I'm going to... Spoiler alert. Not a main character. (laughs) We'll see, though. You never know. I'm flipping through looking for the word Frederick, but... Hmm. Doesn't seem like we're going to see him. Yeah, well... Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. What do you think? I called out a name that does imply he'll be in the story again, don't you think? Otherwise, what's the point? Yeah, so those are my three discussion questions. If you have answers to them, get in contact with me. You can go to our website, jeffreadshisbook.com. My website, jeffreadshisbook.com. Sorry. I'm used to, like, uh, like business classes used to say, if you had a startup or something like that, that you should always refer to yourselves as us or we, even if it's only you, to make yourselves sound bigger or more professional. I think anybody listening to this knows it's not professional, so no reason to kind of go down that track, right? Anyway, you can go to jeffreadshisbook.com and contact me through that on Twitter, on the Fediverse, or by email. Uh, You can also buy this book on Amazon if you'd like to follow along and see all these terrible, terrible typos. Although this chapter, no formatting errors. That was pretty slick. Um, And what else? What else is there? I don't think there's anything else. I mean, I guess that kind of finishes up our business. Uh, Anyway, if you're on iTunes, leave a review because that's the only place I check for reviews. If you're on some other service... Why don't you go ahead and leave a review, too? I'm probably never going to see it. But you know, maybe you never know. They might email me if I get a review. I guess. I don't know. I doubt it. It doesn't matter. Uh, I always post that I have a new episode on Reddit. Not in, like, a subreddit about this nonsense. But I just put it in the, what, podcast subreddit. They have, like, a weekly episode thread that gets, like, 200 comments. So I'm pretty sure nobody's finding this here. But whatever. You know, you can reply to me there and be like, hey, you suck. That's fine. I As long as I get to hear something. All right? And anyway, uh, Chapter 7 will be next week. It'll probably be okay. We got all three main characters in the story now. There's going to be a fourth, though. I don't know if I'd call that person. You like that? I didn't reveal sex. But I don't think I'd call that person a main character. We'll see. We'll have to see if Frederick appears again. Ooh, scary. Anyway, until next time, keep on reading. Mm-hmm.